the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. Inlinks are salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Well, Rachel, we did the nice list. Now we're checking it twice. Yeah, to make sure none of you none of you folks are, uh, are ending up on the naughty list this year. But we are doing the naughty list. Uh, third annual. I got my Grinch shoes on. Yeah, your Grinch shoes on. Like, we, we know. Rachel loves the Grinch. It's everywhere in this freaking studio. <laughs> it is. Right here. It's right there. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. Over there and it's, over there. And there's a Grinch stocking there now, too. Exactly. Crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, so here we are. It is the it is the naughty list. We did the nice list where we highlighted everyone who is great and who made the naughty list this year or the nice list this year in hockey and sports in general and pop culture, whatever. Um, th- now we sadly have to turn our, our sights to uh, those who earned a spot on the naughty list, uh, Rachel. And I think... Um, you know, in the in the name of chivalry, mm-hmm. ladies first. Why don't you Why don't you get started? Uh, yeah, we're gonna go right off the hop here because I think this person is on both of our naughty lists. Okay, uh, we're going with Mike Babcock and Columbus Blue Jackets management because for a number of reasons they were on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the easy stuff first. Um, the way they're developing their prospects right now is absolutely unhinged. We're going to get to the heavier stuff in a second. Yeah. But like Dave, David Yurichek's been sat. Nick Blankenberg's been sent down. Adam Fantilli's Adam- on the fourth line playing his, playing a position he doesn't normally play. And you know what's funny, Mike? Kent, is- you said Kent Johnson got sent down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's funny is um, immediately after they moved him up to the first line, which Adam Fantilli. Adam Fantilli. Yes. Yeah, he got two points. Yeah, he immediately he was good. Amazing what happens. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And then there's the Cole Cylinder, whatever, up and down, like a yo-yo. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. The only prospect they're not screwing up right now is Denton Matejchuk because he is just playing for Hockey Canada. They sent him back to junior. I think that Adam Fantilli in particular, while he might be beyond the junior level yeah he's not being treated as if he's an nhl hockey player and so it might be good for his confidence if you sent him there to the world juniors but either way this is like it's not a conversation about fantilly it's a conversation about how you know we talk about oh they have so many prospects coming they're going to be really exciting if you keep developing them like this and treating them like this you got to tell pascal vincent hey Boone Jenner's not allowed to play more than Adam Fantilli. It's not allowed or we will fire you. Because this is how you drive your prospects right into the ground. I don't understand. Like, because Pascal Vincent, he has such a, like, track record in player development. You know, he's he's yeah. cut his teeth in the AHL. Like, all of that. I don't get what he's doing here. And clearly, like, I can understand... Um, you know what? I can understand, and we we talked about this for an episode that will go out later uh, with Scott Wheeler briefly. Um, that's our Christmas Day episode. Our, our, our Christmas present to you. Spoiler alert! Um, but he was saying like, uh, and his reasoning sort of made sense to me, where he was saying that that Kent Johnson went into into this season sort of thinking he was like the guy, and I I don't know if there, and he said like I don't know if there was enough sort of like work 
or sort of uh, uh, basically like the process was sort of out of whack. There's maybe some expectations um, that Kent Johnson had put on the organization opposed to them putting on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they I understand that they were like, all right, we'll call and the, And credit to the Blue Jackets. They didn't yo-yo him. They sent him down. They kept him. They down. kept him down for like a month, and then they brought him back up because he was he over a point a game. Torched it, and that. But they were like, okay, so go go you to the AHL it. and then prove it, and then we'll come back up. But what they're doing with Yurichek, what they're doing with Fantilli, and what they've and they've done this with with other guys in the past too, makes no sense. And on top of that, like, what is Adam Fantilli doing on the fourth line when Patrick Line is out? Like indefinitely, you're also like for some reason playing him as a center. So that was weird. But like, what is like? It's no, not, no, no. He's playing left wing, and he is a center. Like, no, I'm talking about Patrick Line. Oh yeah, they, they were playing him as Patrick, Patrick as a center. Line a at center yeah, when you have Adam Fantilli. Exactly, and then and then Line gets injured, and he's out for the next like for whatever because Patrick Line just cannot stay healthy ever. No, he's straight up and dead. and uh and and for some and you're putting your third overall pick. Like on the fourth line on on his off position. Like at some point as a GM, like I remember when we had Nico in New Jersey. Uh, it was his rookie year, mm-hmm. right? And we there was Je- the Jesper Brat, and Jesper would sit. And I remember, like at some point, our management basically went to John Hines and was like, like "Stop this! He's playing. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's playing. So don't care if you don't trust him. We need to develop him. He's playing." That's what needs to happen here. And the thing is, is like there are smart people in Absolutely. the Columbus organization. Like Josh Flynn, they're one of their AGMs, super bright guys. Zach Urbach is a mm-hmm. bright guy. From what I can tell, the development that goes on in that organization in speaking to people is um, not great. And it comes out in their decisions because the reality of the situation is, is you send Kent Johnson down because of potential like the way he came into camp. That's fine. I actually don't have a Send problem Send a with message. That. That's that's totally fine. But when you bring him back up, he simply, you tell Pascal, he is not allowed to play outside of the top six. Not allowed. So I don't care if you think he's not playing well, you could sit him, but you don't get to move him to play with Sean Corrali because that's not useful. You're not developing him. What did we send him down for? And you also have to allow young players to make mistakes yes. without constantly berating them. Like, look at what Jim Montgomery has done with Matty Patra. He's allowing him to make mistakes. He, when Matty started to sort of hit a bit of a wall because you're playing in the National Hockey League, now they're letting him go to the World Juniors. He's going to rake there. I'm oh, he's going to be incredible. Yeah. But he's not afraid to make a mistake because he knows he's going to get put back out again. Mm-hmm. In Columbus, that's not happening and so if you screw up all of this like i'm sorry but you're all like you should all lose your jobs everybody from like the gm down you're gone because you have so many young prospects and you're screwing them up to the detriment of not only your own team mm-hmm. but for the game adam Fantilli is supposed to be a star kent johnson's supposed to be a star. cole cylinder supposed to be very good Dar- david yurichek's supposed to be one of the best young defensemen been- in the league like, of that next sort of uh uh i would say like generation of defensemen yeah for what reason is david yurichek play and not playing over some of the defensemen in their lineup right now it's david it, it, severson is hurt yes but you can't tell me like First of all, you signed Erica Branson to that contract. That is your fault, and you didn't yeah. have to do it. You traded for Ivan Provorov. That's your fault. You didn't, you didn't have, have to do to that. Do it. David Yurichek should not be losing his spot to either of those guys. Mm-hmm. It's simply, and I really need an Alan Walsh tweet about that. 
Yeah. I don't mind if you leave young defensemen in the AHL to marinate. That's like, what they it's there for. Send, if you want to send David Yurchek down to the AHL. Then he's so there he for good. 25 minutes a night. Yes. He only comes up next season then. Or he, unless he's a point of game. And they've yo yoed him a bunch before, too. It, it makes it makes no sense. And, Unacceptable. And, so now we can talk about. Well, Rachel, before we do, I'm going to have to see your phone. I <laughs> sadly, I'm going to have to. Because I'm not sure if we can like if we can go through with this podcast's partnership and everything. Uh, I need to know what kind of person you are. And the only way to do that is to look through your intimate camera roll where. So, um, no. And I, you know how I handle my phone, right? Like there's a private. There's like a privacy screen on it and everything. And if somebody even reaches for it, they're they're losing the they're losing losing the limb. limb. The thing is, is so. When I was in Vancouver, they noticed that I had the privacy screen on there. And to be honest, why does every NHL executive not have a privacy screen? Because they're dumb. Like, for example, I was at Leafs training camp this year. Yeah. I'm watching the practice and I'm watching it off alone because I wanted to focus in on something. And as I'm like tweeting, friggin' Bradtree Living just walks right next to me, just starts Chilling. standing there and just goes on a phone call and starts talking about like potential stuff that like if i was if i was a lesser journalist i would have run with and i'm like how do we how do we what are we doing here when it comes to leaks so you you want to know how ridiculous this Mm -hmm. is so the reason i had the privacy screen just to be clear is i used to work at a major bank Mm -hmm. and they mandated it for people of a certain level because uh confidential information every person in an nhl front office should have that but we're talking like Banking information, yes, more confidential than hockey stuff because one impacts society, yes, right? Like every government official should have to have mm-hmm. one because, like, you people have access to the nuclear codes. But like, if I was like, if I was the G, like the president of, a, of an NHL organization, I would treat that information like, like it, was it was the, the nuclear codes, right? So, so, when I was working in Vancouver, they noticed I had a privacy screen and they started calling me 007 because I had a privacy screen, and I said to them, I'm like. The fact you guys don't. The fact that you, and, and that you're also like somewhat concerned, somewhat you're making fun about of me. me, leaking crap, and yeah. you are walking around being like, "Ah, she has too much. Off. She's too much privacy on her phone." Haha. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Especially when I wouldn't give them access to my phone. So with Mike Babcock, the the thing, like, obviously, it ended up be like. Obviously, it ended up in the worst possible way it could have. Like, it blew up in, like... It did not go well. Everyone expected the Mike Babcock era in Columbus to end in calamity. But not that quickly. But (laughs) I don't think a single person would have put money on him never even running a practice. And he did it through a way of him not learning a single thing. He was out of hockey. He was he was sent out into literally into the wilderness of Saskatchewan. Yeah, he's coached USASC. He was volunteer coaching. Play, uh, well, well, I mean, yeah, but that was officially it, what yeah. it was. And and uh, uh and and the first thing he does when he finally gets back into the and by the way, he didn't have to like take an assistant job or anything to to, and to he never would. Back. The ego there. No, I know. Never but but like thing. normally when someone gets cast out like that, um, like like for what he did before, you have to like kind of work your way back up. No, he gets put in, in like a head honcho position for a team that has a se- uh, well, I thought a second overall pick, third overall pick coming in, um, all that kind of stuff. And the first thing he does is do the exact same thing that got him that that's something that led to his uh, banishment from hockey. And, and it, it blew up like 
looking through someone's phone, we've been over this before, but looking through someone's phone is just, it, it makes no sense. Uh, it, it violates every little bit of privacy. I've worked in a ton of office jobs before. And if anyone was like, give it's me your different phone, if it's a company phone, because it's like, if the company owns the phone, they can say, not. give that to me. But like, okay, I'll give you an example. When I was in Vancouver, I had my own phone. Yes. Always. Yeah. They might've given me a SIM card. Okay. I'll give you the SIM card back. You don't, you don't, you're not touching my phone because you know this. And I'm obviously not very public about it. And I never will be. I have other business ventures and stuff going on in my life there's a reason well, yeah, i have Ra my phone rachel rachel is a contract killer she's not, <laughs> she she gets paid to, i am james bond exactly she gets paid to take out uh, uh international but you know what criminals I'm saying? Like, I have, yeah. you know this because you know me really well I, there's a reason i have my own phone and i never ever ever take a company phone but even if you're not like even if you're just a but normal you, well, person like me is, is if it was a company phone they have the right to yes. go through it but these none of these players have company phones. No, it's all their personal it's phones. It's their personal phone. You, that's what I'm getting at is the reason I kept my personal phone is because I never wanted anyone touching mm -hmm. it. Same with these players. And it, it makes no sense in that, like, you're not going to learn anything really about someone through their camera phone or through their camera roll. And yeah, it's like, hey, if, if he says if you're coming over, right, and I'm getting to know you, be like, hey, like, we're going to I want to really get to know you. Like, bring five pictures that show me who you mm. are. Yeah. You bring your five pictures. Exactly. Done. Yeah. Right. Or you send him the five pictures. You're done. Then these are the five pictures. We're going to talk about them. It could be pictures of your dog or whatever. That's fine. But just sit there and be. Uh, and the biggest thing that struck me with this is that there could be like statistically, there are players in the NHL who are in the closet. Absolutely. And like that could be like Babcock could just out that player right away. That makes me makes my skin crawl. Yeah. You know, or even like, even for me, like my I phone. I saw the people being like, oh, well, what if they, what if they're sending dick pics? Okay. Well, first of all, it's 2023. Stop doing that. Because mm -hmm. let me tell you, as a female, we don't want to see it. Like, don't do it. And if you have those pictures saved on your phone, that says more about you than it does about anybody else. Let's just say, let's, let's go with that. Because you also shouldn't be saving illicit pictures either. That's of yourself? No, of, of other people. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But but that, I saw people being like, well, what if they have like, like illicit pictures of women on their phone? I'm like, they, that is a problem. And mm -hmm. that should be discussed. Like, well, that's, that's a problem a for them. And it's also a problem for Babcock because I guarantee you th those women did not consent for Mike Babcock to see them. Exactly. But the thing and, no, and, and that's, that's another thing. So like, if you want to defend it because it's a violation of privacy. There could be players in the closet. That's fine. But if your main reason for defense here is they might have illicit pictures, uh, that's not no. a good defense. Well, another thing too is just like for me, whenever I leave my house, I take a picture of my sink, my stove and my bathroom sink to make sure I didn't leave them on because that what? is, yeah, because I have such bad anxiety that I've, that I'll be walking and I'll go, Oh, maybe I left them on. Like I'll take pictures though. Just it's, it's a way to just calm me down. Okay. And, and like, but even your reaction to that, I wouldn't want my employer seeing those and me having to explain that. And then my employer to think less of me for that. You know, like that is. That, I'm just going to make fun of you for exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> well, what happened like way back in the day when I was living in Kensington Market during school, um, one of my uh, like I lived with a roommate who I didn't really know. And, uh, and oh, yes. And he left on the sink and yes. it flooded our place. I remember this. And, yes, and, but, and this. also he was like, but then he also tried to play it off like 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 I did it. No, because and I'm like, no, I love what are you talking about? I, I, 
okay. You know what? All that kind of now stuff. Now I understand. I don't I do like. It. I live alone now, but I just want to make sure. But then yeah, but after you have a psycho landlord, that's who true. Would do yeah. something like that. So you know what? I don't blame you. But and so after that, I just like for some reason it clicked in my head where I'm like I'm just terrified of like accidentally leaving, like. Because a lot of the time I'll leave the house and I'm like just still waking up or like half asleep or whatever. Or, okay, that's a bad habit. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And like I'm, I'm just worried that like oh maybe I maybe I left like the oven on or maybe I left maybe when I was filling. Imagine up, explaining to Mike Babcock that, that like you- I have such bad anxiety, but also it's like explaining to Mike Babcock I have such bad anxiety that I have to take pictures of my appliances. That's what I mean. And like, he's gonna be like, that's my number one target right there. He's the <laughs> weakest one. I can take him out. Like Basically, I don't want to do that. That's a boundary that I don't want to cross and has nothing to do with the workplace. And that's that is the point here. You're mm. on the naughty list because you violated boundaries. Exactly. And also you had every you. You were given a golden opportunity. Uh, like, you were given an opportunity to coach a team. you probably didn't deserve. You didn't deserve this golden opportunity. But you were given a golden opportunity, once again, to go into a, a, a... Also, to go into a market with far less scrutiny. So you didn't and have to you, deal like, with all that. Could you imagine if this happened in Chicago? Oh, it'd be insane. But you also have... Like, we just talked about how many amazing prospects the Columbus Blue Jackets yeah. have. You were you had the opportunity to get in on, like, the ground floor of a next, like, really good hockey team. And you didn't even make it to your first practice. He didn't even get to put the track suit on. No. It, it, and, but yeah, and, no, I want to make it clear. I want, I'm not defending the whole like, and I want thing. Yarmo, I'm just saying if your main defense no, yeah. is illicit but I want pictures, Yarmo, it's a bad one. I want Yarmo Kekalainen on that naughty list too because A, oh, yeah. he, he decided to hire Babcock after everything. John Davidson on the and list John, as well. And John Davidson too. And also, the Black uh, Blackhawks, the, the Blue Jackets have not accomplished anything since like, since their, their since time. Since, since, since 2019 basically when they swept Tampa in the first round. Okay, but that like that was a long time but, ago. Okay, you can't even say that's an accomplishment because we just sat here and talked about how the Leafs winning yeah. one series isn't an accomplishment. Also, we had an entire pandemic in between that. Like, yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like you can't like people can't sit here and say, well, the Leafs winning a series isn't an accomplishment, but Columbus winning in a series is an accomplishment because Columbus has been dog shit mm-hmm. for that entire. At least the Leafs have been a top five team in the league. Yeah, but it so like, but it's just like you they've done nothing. You clearly did a Hail Mary to bring in like the most problematic guy you could and it blew up in the biggest way. I have no idea how Yamak Kekalein and, and, and John Davison have jobs right now. I have no idea because if this was like in any other company you you like a guy gets a guy gets fired and then it comes out that he was like a terribly toxic manager and he gets blacklisted from that from that industry forever. Like I lived in like real estate. I, I worked yeah. in real estate before, like in property investment. So um, uh, so like if, if that happened there and then that com- and then another company hires that person and before even like the quarter starts. Like, yeah. they, they, they do the same no. thing again. We mentioned fired? so we Crazy. mentioned the other organization. So I, I think yeah, we, we don't need to just the, go there. Um, Corey Perry is very, yes. very on the naughty Absolutely. list. Absolutely. Um, we obviously don't know the details of what he did, but if your transgression is so bad that the Chicago Blackhawks immediately remove you from their organization, which we gave them kudos on the nice yes. list for doing so, but, and you get your contract voided, mm-hmm. uh, you're on the naughty list. I also want to ad- ad- put an addendum on that as well. Um, yes, like Corey. Okay, so first of all, clearly Corey Perry has a problem with alcohol. 
very much addiction is a disease and and we want to say that we hope he gets we hope you get help and that we and you have a young family and we hope that that you can live a a, an absolutely great positive rest of your life where you're a positive influence to everyone in in society including your wife and children and all that um but clearly what happened what that doesn't excuse bad behavior either exactly um and another an addendum to that too is i want to add the chicago blackhawks pr staff uh or the the your director, I would say, to the the naughty list because oh, yeah. <laughs> the way that they handled that situation, almost like it was was they they could not have mishandled it. They could not have handled it worse. And in doing so, they allowed a terrible, like completely fabricated, but really hurtful rumor about potentially a guy who could end up being one of, if not the greatest players ever played. And this anyone game. who perpetuated that rumor yes, is, is perma, also on the not, yeah, perma on the But they allowed that to fester and grow when they could have nipped in the bud immediately. They allowed that to grow. Um, and that could that could do we don't even know at this point, but that could do long term damage to their relationship with someone yeah. who is gonna be like a franchise and sports staple forever. That's a great show so, yeah. there. That that's a yeah. yeah. So that there Corey they're Perry, there. naughty list, Chicago Blackhawks, PR, yeah. naughty list, for um, shizzle. Another one for me on the naughty list is Ken Holland, Oilers GM. And this is because Ken Holland is continually uh it continues to waste the primes of two of the greatest hockey players who have ever lived. In Conor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, they you the Edmonton Oilers have Conor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, two players who shatter like shatter what we think shatter scoring pace and scoring total and everything in this era every single the year. One guy nearly got seventy goals. Last exactly, year. they have them for a combined cap hit of twenty million. Twenty million dollars, basically. Twenty one. Twenty one ish in 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 the flat cap world. That's that insane. is unbelievable. And you ha- and somehow Ken Holland has continually failed to put a quality team around them. And and uh, the thing is, is that the bar is very very low for the team that needs to be around two players of that ilk. You really need them to. Um, I believe they, they. What do you mean? Uh, the bar is on the floor. Exactly. I believe the, the like the Zach Hyman contract. Great contract. He's doing really well. The Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's playing up to snuff. Well, uh, yeah, you have Ryan Nugent Hopkins scoring a hundred points. You have Zach Hyman performing like literally double, above like doubling his his career points pace, like on over a sustainable sample size, like just becoming out of nowhere like a legitimately elite player. You have you you were able to, and like the thing is, the one trade that they pulled off that that ended up being good was the Matias Ekholm trade that worked great. Yep. But they but like you've you. But the problem is, is all the money they saved on the Ekholm contract they're giving to Nurse and Cece and Jack Campbell. Oh my God! You know, and, and Evander Kane, and Evander Kane, and, and Warren Fogle, and all of these and guys. And Connor Brown, who and, is a healthy scratch now. Yeah. So. Oh, and, but but they they didn't wait to healthy scratch him until his three point two five million cap overage kicked in awesome. uh, for next season. It's awesome. just it's it, like you know we could go on for days. It it, it is not difficult. Also, the thing too is Colin didn't draft either of these guys. He inherited them. He inherited the job. You also don't even get credit for drafting those two no players. you don't but but even like, then you could at least be you you can at least have the stamp of being like the guy who drafted mcdavid who which is craig mctavish by the way was hilarious or the guy who drafted like leon Drysaddle, who isn't I isn't it was, i thought it was peter shirelli no it's it's craig mctavish mctavish came in and then sure mctavish drafted him and then they fired him after the draft and shirelli came in yeah i either you're you don't which no is one, also no an one, extremely stupid honestly, way of doing nobody, business nobody drafted mcdavid I, my grandmother could have walked up there and done that like you that's it's not you don't need to scout yeah you don't yeah but no, it, you but, don't get credit for that so there's so there's that and and 
I could go over the list of, of in years past, just like the, the asset waste. Like I just think of like Andreas Anathasiu at Anathasiu. Anathasiu. Yeah. Where you didn't uh, have to sign Jack Campbell. You did not have to draft Xavier Borgo. You should have drafted Jesper Falstead because mm-hmm. that would have solved a bunch of a issues. A lot of problems. You should not have drafted Philip Broberg, which countless people told you not to. And you did anyways. And that was rumored to be a Ken Holland thing. And now you're going to and now that it's rumored that they're going to have to throw him into a Jack Campbell trade to dump that salary. Eighth overall pick, by the way. Awesome. Like, like it's it's it, it's Jesus. Christ, it's it's crazy. And we saw what it was like. We saw what it was like at the start of the season when this team when your your super nuclear powers were only being point per game players only they, only they didn't fall game. off like they didn't like they didn't you know become like jonathan huberto where they're on pace for 38 points now after 115 <laughs> which is crazy it's they all they did was they just became point per game guys nine points in nine games 10 points in 10 games all that kind of stuff and look what happened you got beat by the san jose sharks you like you were like you know and and then and then on top of that with ken holland his his solution was to fire a very good, very competent coach who has no control over the fact that both of his goalies can't stop more than 85% of the shots that get thrown at him. So it makes no sense. And then on top of that, in the in the in the minors, your best goalie prospect, um, Olivier Rodrigue, I believe it is, uh, he he's not getting any playing time because you're desperately trying to to squeeze blood from this Jack he, Campbell. He played stone. the other night and made like 38 saves yeah. in a win. It's just like come on. Man. And he and he won't play for another two weeks because you have to get Jack Campbell in there to rectify your mistake. It makes no sense. So Ken Holland. You are you are on the list, and Jeff Jackson. If you don't get things together there too, you'll be on this list next year. So I'm putting you on the clock. There you go. All right. I feel like this one. Um, they're making their third appearance, third straight year on the naughty list. Okay. Um, the Department of Player Safety. Oh. Uh, we don't just give him a a plaque. Like, like yeah, we you know? don't really need to dive in to how they made two good decisions this year. So they're they. They had us in the first half. They did. They had us. And you know what, Rachel? It's the hope that kills you because they made the us. The Leafs had us when they came back from 5 nothing. They did. It, <laughs> the, the DPOS made us think that they might have gotten things sorted out, might have gotten their, their ducks in a row. Absolutely not. And then they just blew it. You blew it, as Dan and Jay would say, Jay and Dan. Yeah. You blew it. Like, just, it's honestly, I, I hate to like steal from alan walsh but like it's kangaroo court it is like that is what it is it's absolutely kangaroo court the thing about george peros you spin the wheel and like i don't know there's just like even the explanation videos are terrible they're terrible it's like this is slashing is absurd like there's no precedence there's no there's no formula there's no consistency there's nothing it's just let's spin the wheel it's it's nonsense. Let's throw a dart at the board. And the thing about George Peros, I just like is that he. I've, I'm. I'm also gonna kill you if you drink water on the camera like that again. Like that looks terrible. What are you doing? Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> well, George. I was thirsty. I can't help it. Um, George Peros. Uh, he uh, he is potentially in hockey. He's the person who wants to be liked the most. He just yeah. wants. And I believe I can't remember who who put this out. But it was someone who used to work in the Leafs front office 
And they were like, I remember he was there for a game. It was Cam Sherrod. Cam Sherrod. And and I just remember that all he did was scroll on Twitter during the game. Yep. And Cam and I talked about that. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's all he want. And so like I was at the uh like I was at the Gary Batman sort of and Bill Daly like State of the Union. Um at the So too. Uh yeah, the State of the Union for at, before game one of the cup final this year. It was in uh it was in Vegas. And I asked him. Uh, like I asked Gary Bedman, like, you know, with with the criticism around sort of like player safety and Department of Player Safety, like, do you think it's it's best for a uh, for for the head of that to be someone who is so linked to violence with like violent gentlemen? And apparently, as, like, as I started asking that question, George yeah. Peros walked into the room Solid. and was apparently very sad. I'm sure he's a very nice man. I, I'm sure he's great. He went to Cornell, man. He's a smart person. I mean, he's just not good at his job. I just don't know. Like some he's people just, just aren't cut out for certain aspects of their job. Like I don't understand how they don't have like an algorithm or a formula where they where they base these suspensions off of where they go where or like an escalation type sort yes. of thing. Like they also need a cumulative idiot tax. They all they do is just is is just throw darts at the board. Like, you have uh, no the idea, NFL, right? It's like you you're now suspended for a game because you did these three things yeah. that add up to a suspension. Yeah, well, it's 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 free, like in any in any aspect of, in 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 the, in the criminal justice card. system, Rachel. If you're a repeat offender, you get a harsher sentence. That's just how life works. If I smack you in the face and you go, "Hey, don't do that again," I'm gonna like because of that, we're not gonna talk for a week. That's your punishment. I go, okay, and then I come back next week and I smack you in the face again. I'm probably gonna go, punch okay, you. Okay, well, for a month we don't talk. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Like that's how that's how consequences work. And there's nothing like that. Brad Marchand could could friggin' chop someone's head off <laughs> at center ice tomorrow. He'd get two games for it. Meanwhile, he's got the biggest uh, he's got the biggest rap sheet known to man. It Tom makes Wilson no sense. Wilson is like yeah. the primo guy, but yeah, the Department of Player Safety like. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not good. It's got to get better. It's got to get better. Um, um, all right. My next one is whoever decided to make the NHL launch NFTs. Whoever, yo, whoever man. was, whoever was behind that, you're on the naughty list. Um, Bad idea. Now I assume that this came together when NFTs. Maybe Josh Richards was the guy. <laughs> maybe. Where where did he go? Um, but I rem- I remember I, I assume how this went is I, I assume the N- NHL got like started the the mo- board yacht club thing started yeah. the, the sort of got the wheels in motion of this when NFTs were 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 big and then they fell off and they but they had made some sort of contractual um, like like a commitment where they had to launch like they were legally permitted to launch these right so they, like when NBA did their like yeah. Pop- Shot, the whatever. only problem is that, um, you know, they, they, they the suck. NBA, the NBA launched it like at the height of NFT mania where the, the NHL literally waited until NFTs were as like irrelevant oh, yeah. as possible and it'd be pro- proven to be like scams. Basically they waited for that to be, uh, to be launched. So it, like it's just, it's just another thing. I can understand why maybe they got like caught up in timing or whatever, but it's another thing where the NHL just looks so embarrassing. And I hate oh, that. I hate awful. having to, I hate looking because it looks bad on us, man. We cover the, we cover the game. That's, that's our livelihood. Hopefully women's hockey is going to not do this to us. Let's go into, go into NFTs, man. Yeah. That's the please, way to go. Please don't do that. Um, speaking, I guess we're just going to stick with the league. Um, Sure. For one reason and one reason only, Gary Bettman is on the naughty list. I was prepared to leave him completely off the nice list and the naughty list. He was just going to be a benign figure in this story. Yeah. Until he opened his mouth about the Olympics. And then I was like, nope. 
yeah. put her on the naughty list. That is, you are allowed, like, you are allowing an NHL team to play in a college facility and have owners that do not pay vendors. And you're worried about Italian people who do construction for a living, basically. That's their stereotype. Building an arena for the year 2026. No. Not allowed. You... I would say Gary like, Bettman. That is simply. That is annoying. Gary Bettman's on on the naughty list for me for the pride tape stuff. Like because and that was just because I think we should like I I'm a big I'm a big fan of putting cowards on the naughty list. So Ivan Provorov. Well, yeah, Ivan Provorov, the Stahl the brothers. I feel like that's yeah. You know what? Let's yeah. But, but I mean, but like for for Gary Bettman, like first of all, out sports named like once again named him the like the most. Uh, or like the worst person of the year. They called. They, <laughs> they said they literally they they had that. He's like the NHL is now viewed as the most like anti LGBTQ uh, plus um, like league in in pro sports, and that's because well, of no, the, no, no, like North America. Well, yes, because, because uh, I mean soccer Saudi, and soccer. Literally so, yeah. not uh, yeah. legal. But um, I just think that like the cowards, the cowardice of implementing the the pride tape and the personal message things, and then players try them and they just there's no consequences for it so it just goes to show that you were just trying to like rule through fear and no one respects you enough to like 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 you're you're everyone who i'm, I'm glad you brought it yeah. up every single person who was part of that pride tape fiasco from mm. everyone at the league it's not just gary Bettman, but no, he oversees from all that. everyone at the league to every player with that nonsense um mm -hmm. is on the naughty list like sorry i don't care you know what you're entitled to your religion religious freedom i'm entitled to say your religion is picky choosy and yeah, it is you're a silly goose and a bad person because you know what the russian orthodox religion mm -hmm. also says mike what does it say it says you can't wear two different types oh yeah you're not allowed to wear well material. Rachel, I went to Bible camp as a kid. Okay, like I know all this. So uh, hockey equipment is hockey equipment is two different types of of, it's uh, of like fabric. Five. You're not allowed to you're not you're not allowed to plant uh, two different crops in the same soil. You're not allowed to live you, with a romantic partner. Ivan Provorov lives with his girlfriend. Does he so. not? Like it's oh, it's stuff like that. I'm sure Ivan. So it's a convenience thing. It's stuff like that. It's basically the 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 Bible has become like the constitution, and that people just pick and choose cer certain things. To, to fit to fit their own ideologies. The Bible is the convenience. I wrote a, I wrote a research paper about the about that in in school, like when I was at U of T, about like how about the the similarities in how the public perceives the Bible and the Constitution, and like how they pick and choose what I've fits their also, individual my, ideology. My favorite thing about the Constitution is when. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about the Constitution? Or like that 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 discourse? Yeah, is when Americans are like the Canadian Constitution. I'm like, excuse me, um. We don't have one. We have a charter of rights and freedoms. Yeah. So I don't mm. know what constitution you're citing because uh, we don't have yeah. one. But I agree with you, Gary Bettman, mm -hmm. for the Olympic stuff and more importantly, for not even just Pride Tape, for kiboshing all of those initiatives. Yes. The hockey fights cancer stuff. The 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 even like the Aboriginal night, yeah, yes. The Pride Night. Um, the New Jersey Devils. So here's a fun workaround. God bless. I don't know who in the front office. I have a feeling I know, but mm -hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure, so I will not name them. Um, the workaround. Did you see the workaround they came up with? 
No, I didn't. Oh my god, it came out. I would have put them on the nice list had it come out before that. So they're having their pride night, and the NHL rule says you can't wear the pride jersey on the ice. Yeah. So God bless the devils. They went to a member of the LGBTQ community and had them design a jersey for every single player, and they're going to wear them when they walk into the ring. Yeah, there have been a million teams that do that. They've done that this year. It's not just the devils. But like, there's still, no, but some of them, they made it like optional. The whole team's wearing them. Yeah. And they're doing like a thing pregame. Great. I feel like the Kraken might have done that. I believe the Kraken, like they're the Boston Bruins. Obviously, there have been a lot of teams that have that wear that have worn their the, those jerseys into the rink as they as they as and and have they auctioned them off too? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, because the Devils. I, I don't were like know that for a fact, but whole thing. I know they have like a Pride panel. That's that great. They're doing like they're doing a bunch of stuff pregame activations, and you, yeah, like there's been a few teams that do like this walk-in stuff, but. The amount of people that it pissed off, like the comments were like, it's too close to Christmas. I'm like, what is that? It doesn't have, any, have to yeah. do with anything. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one is, uh, and I, again, apologies to Alan Walsh for this, but it, because it is a noted Alan Walsh client, uh, but Martin Furk is going on the naughty list. And uh, yeah, because uh, so Martin Furk has been, was suspended for five games. He's in, he's That's in the, it. Yes. Uh, and this was on December 18th. So that was actually three days ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Martin Furk, he, he, you know, used to play for the Kings, used to play for the Red Wings. He's in the Swiss league now playing for, uh, are we sure he's not doing karate? Yeah, he might be. <laughs> well, it's, uh, he's, he plays for, he plays for either rapper swill Jonah or Lucanne. He Lausanne. butchered both of those yeah. names. Yeah. Um, but on, I'm going to let on, on. De- in a game on December 8th, uh, Martin Furk got hit. And as that player was following through, Martin Furk tried to uh, <laughs> kung, kung fu fighting him with his feet, um, like around the neck area. And I believe like it was just a glancing blow and it didn't cut anything, but he did make contact with the player's neck. This coming right after someone like Adam Johnson lost his life to this. In and, an accident. In an accident. And also all the trauma that has happened uh, to Matt, uh, Matt Petgrave, uh, who had to deal with... Like manslaughter investigations. With, with all this kind of stuff. Because, again, clear accident. But everyone's... Like, the whole thing is that we're trying to say this is an accident. We're trying to clear Hang this person's name. Hang on a minute. You name. mean to tell me... Whoa, this just hit me. Okay. You mean to tell me that David Perron got a heftier suspension for... He did, yeah. Simply cross-checking yeah, a man did. in the neck than this guy did for kicking someone rachel i don't mean to tell you that i am telling you that okay. <laughs> that is that is we what has really happened we really need to have a discussion about punishments because that's a situation where like the double ihf needs to step in and be like this guy is like no. gone um and alan walsh probably needs to have a conversation be with like him hey be martin like, hi um what are you what are you doing pal like yeah. what what's uh what's going on here so yeah someone literally died last month two months ago and also like do that and neck protection has become like the like one of the biggest talking points the entire season teams are adopting it you know like like in the all major league hockey canada is going to force major uh, juniors like but all major junior leagues have adopted adopted it it. like we're seeing very prominent players adopted as well like yeah tj oshie wearing it mark giordano eric carlson tyler bertuzzi like like simone benoit like list goes on um and like and and that's how you choose to the- Thomas Blacanic wore one the whole his whole career exactly. he wore a turtleneck 
but like, and that's what you choose to do. Like it, this, it's one thing to do that. Like whenever it's another thing to do it when the, con- the, the concept of like neck safety, the top neck safety is at the forefront of public consciousness. Yeah. I don't get it, you know? Um, so yeah, that is that Martin Ferg naughty list. Another one for me is whoever continues to make local blackouts on TV, a thing banned. How have we not moved past this as a society? How did the <laughs> NHL, how did, how did the Ottawa senators go across like it's called the global series they go to sweden to play hockey games and you're blacked out it's kind of amazing and you're in ottawa trying to watch the, that team and you were blacked out in the region blackouts are there so like the best thing mls did was, was that apple, apple tv, TV deal yeah. not because apple tv because apple tv has done a lot of awful things but oh, have they yeah have they killed people no i mean for for like Yes, you don't get blackouts and there's worldwide highlights. So now if something gets posted on Twitter, it's not like this can't be viewed. In I see location. that all the time. I hate it. Yeah. Right. So that was really positive. They've also made every single game start at the same time and on the same day. So, yeah, not great. Um, yeah, they've done some things I'm not really happy mm. about. But blackouts in general, you're, you're trying to grow the game. First of all, on social media, there should be no blackouts anywhere for regional social media like it's just like it's it's supposed to connect the world world, right like i could screen i could log in screen record and then post it if i you but you shouldn't have to go around that exactly i should not have to get illegal television so that i can watch hockey teams play the thing that is that people like we live in an internet age where basically like you don't like like you can get anything you want really Mm -hmm. and if and if you make something impossible, like people will pay you for things just out of convenience. But if you, but if you put that behind like geo blocking or whatever, if you make it impossible, like they will steal it and you will get nothing. I will go out of my way to do that. Yeah. Like, like there, I just will. Like there, there are, like, you want to grow the game, make it accessible. Not exactly. Hard. And so whoever is in charge of, of blackouts, regional blackouts, you are on the naughty list forever. Like, so you want to know why people? No purpose. So you want to know, uh, Vancouver fans and Edmonton fans, why people in Toronto don't watch your players? It's because of regional blackouts. We can't get the game here. Mm-hmm. But the Leafs are always on the national game, so everyone sees them. Yeah, it would be super cool if we simply didn't have regional blackouts. Blackouts are like daylight savings time, where it kind of like useless and dumb. Where where it was in it was like it, it sort of applied to. Like it was, it was, it made somewhat sense no. in, a, in a bygone era. Oh, okay. Like daylight savings time made sense when we were all farmers and our crops were and like, we didn't have electricity. Exactly. And crops were like the biggest thing. And, and blackouts made sense when we didn't have like streaming and, and social media and basically the ability to, to have any video clip of anything that has ever happened at the, at the touch of our fingers and in our pockets at all times. It, it's, it's a bygone sort of it's it's a bygone policy it's like the miss america pageant or the or like daylight saving stuff like that where it applied to a time but where it, it fit a bygone era we're not we, we if you moved, say bygone one more time if, i'm gonna it, throw something at now, you now like yeah it, it, it just it fit <laughs> it, it fit that that's that's what we're gonna call this the bygone yeah. list yeah i just i just think it's time uh for it to be gone and for us to say bye to it there you go i think that that i think it's time I, yeah it's, now, Rachel, uh, we're going to finish off. We're going to finish one off more. now. Now, why don't you why don't you put someone on this list? And then, uh, yeah, and then we can we can be gone and say bye to them. Um, yeah. It's not even it's a group of people. Actually, okay. 
It is anyone who owns or operates a media company that underpays or cuts people close to the holiday season. We've seen major telecoms make huge cuts and we've seen other media companies. We're seeing this thing now where people are paying for traffic based. SB Nation does it. Well, they SB Nation died. <laughs> But that's what I mean. And it died. Mm -hmm. So, wow, very viable business plan you got going on there if you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though, is there's a lot of talented writers. It is hard enough. The job landscape is hard enough right now. These people are talented. They deserve to be paid. And paying on traffic only because you want to keep all the money to yourself when you're already rich, you're on the naughty list because you're a greedy prick. And... I don't CBC cutting 600 jobs. Mm -hmm. This is the national broadcaster in Canada. Yes. That close to Christmas funded by taxes, funded by taxpayers. And then their CEO having the absolute audacity to get on television and say, bonuses haven't been decided upon yet. Let me tell you something as somebody who works in business and I'm not going to get into what I do. I'm telling companies, you, she's a contract killer. She kills people. Companies make, they have to report on December 31st what their finances are. So if they clear that salary in December, on December 31st, when those bonuses come due, because that is when you're paid on the bottom line, like on the profits and losses of December 31st. Mm -hmm. So when all those salaries are eliminated off the bottom line, those C-level executives who are already being paid seven figures get bonuses. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they cut a bunch of $30,000 jobs. So here's the deal. If you're somebody who does, does that, anyone, or you underpay, you're paying $10, $15, $20 an article, that's just not acceptable. Like, it's just, we're in an age where the cost of living is so high. Mm -hmm. It is unacceptable to operate in that fashion. And if you cannot afford to pay people, you cannot afford to run the company or in CBC and telecoms cases. If you are cutting people, you there should be a law, especially when it's taxpayer funded. If you cut jobs, there are no bonuses allowed. Like the during COVID when they cut jobs and they mm. got COVID relief and people were getting bonuses. Hello? No. Not allowed. So I think there needs to be some level of uh, check and balance. And I'm not even just going to say media company. People like Galen Weston. Oh, yeah. Like, none of that either. We need to bring back the guillotine, in my opinion, <laughs> for Galen Weston. Like, th that, anyone who does that, where you're already wealthy, and you are deliberately cutting jobs to make bonuses or you're deliberately underpaying mm -hmm. this notion that you have to work hard for underpayment while these people sit here and do nothing as a society we need to shame people for that it's unacceptable people do hard work they do good work and they deserve to be paid for their work i'm gonna plead the fifth on that one <laughs> personally <laughs> um you know but uh yeah, I don't know if there's much more else I can say on that. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna say, you know, I, I 
I, re- I respect that's, your. That's I respect a naughty your, list situation. I respect there. your First Amendment right to. Uh, we don't have an amendment, Michael. That. You know, in our in our Canadian Constitution, um, <laughs> in our bygone Canadian Constitution, um, I think that I'm just gonna basically you know, pay people um, mm-hmm. a living wage. Yeah. Everyone, whether it's the grocery store, in mm. media, like that's directed at everyone. Pay people. A living it would be it, it's crazy that there are media companies out there that you know will put off like put contract offers in front of people that offer to pay them ten dollars uh per article plus, yo that just plus shouldn't a, be allowed plus a video or zero dollars plus a video it's just that is crazy i can't believe that that happens and yet it does you know to people i wouldn't i wouldn't but know. like there's a reason sb nation collapsed and, and it was because their model was awful exactly and i feel terrible for all of those people that lost out on jobs. Absolutely. Because a lot of really passionate people too, man. Exactly. Like, and the thing talented. Is, is my issue isn't like, well, my issue is the pay, but it's, you're taking advantage of people that are passionate yes. about something. And I have a problem with that. It's also just profiting off the labor of someone as, as well. But also another thing too, is like with SB nation and like, even like Yahoo sports, uh, Canada and all that, like shuttering, like there aren't, there aren't like feeder systems anymore, you know, like there aren't yeah. places that are, that are still in the mainstream, but sort of are, are, are more creatively open so people can ply their trade. And then eventually, uh, you know, like it's, it's basically just like you either, there's no, like, there's, there's no sort of, uh, uh like middle ground. There's no, there's no middle six anymore. It's right. There's nowhere to like hone your craft exactly. so that you can get called up to the big leagues, like exactly. the star or TSN or Sportsnet or, or anything Sportsnet. like that, like, like you or the athletic. There's nowhere for you to sort of, yeah, like it's hone that craft. because because of because of all of that that you mentioned, like all those places have started to shutter, and now it's going to be kids are going to have to like start like, a blog, start a blog, or, but like even then you start a blog and then like what you get hired right away to like Sportsnet, like it's like people are going to have to jump right into the deep end. It's going to be really impossible. So it's it's tough. Um, but yeah, so that brings us to the end of our of our naughty list um we will obviously be having content content pumping up believe me this week all we've been doing is, is recording stuff <laughs> yeah so we will have let's run it down quickly. okay yeah christmas day yeah the episode of the world junior preview with scott wheeler drops yes. we recorded that mm-hmm. um earlier this week new year's day the episode with spencer gillis mm-hmm. talking about the pwhl drops yes uh later uh that thursday january the 4th an episode with Dave Jackson drops talking mm-hmm. about the state of the game, officiating, a lot of like really good um, kind of conversation about different things to just to get a different perspective because we harp on the refs and it's always good to have a balanced perspective. We are going to record an actual show next week, next Thursday. Uh, so a week from today where we're going to talk about Ottawa. Yeah. And Basically go down all the stuff that's happened. All the things. Yeah. Um, that have happened we're also gonna have a bunch of christmas content mm-hmm. kind of coming out so you'll we'll talk christmas movies christmas uh snacks all of that sort of stuff so you can check out our socials and our uh youtube channel for that mm-hmm. and i don't know what mike's gonna be doing on twitch but he's gonna be doing something i'll be streaming um probably it would have to be uh this friday i guess night just because sunday, sunday is night christmas. is christmas or Sunday's Christmas with, Eve. With that being said, Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy holidays. I hope you you and your loved ones are warm and cozy by the fire. And uh, yeah, subscribe to Twitch, uh, YouTube, uh, any podcatcher that you have out there. Uh, make sure to check out all our socials and uh, also check out 
uh, Jumpstart, a charity of choice to help kids from economically disadvantaged backgrounds play team sports, which is extremely important, especially now around the holidays. We love Jumpstart. Uh, link is in the episode description of where you can donate and help that and and help out uh, you know a passionate young child. And uh, yeah, on that note, Merry Christmas, and we will see you in the new year.